Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove Podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex-New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, sweet angel. Welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited for this one because I want to be talking with you about, you know, this big question that we can sometimes ask during Lent. And and it's like, what should I give up? I don't know, even like guide me, show me, what do I do? You know, and so I think that I'm just really interested right now in what could we give up for Lent that's meaningful? And so that's what our episode is going to be about. And you know, I like to always let you know some of the things that um, I plan ahead and you say that it's helpful for you to hear. So um, so this is what we're going to talk about in this episode. We're going to look at why it's good to start with an intention and how to do that. Um, creating an intention for Lent that just so that we're giving Lent and the actions and the things that we do more meaning. Um, I think that that can be really helpful and I'll share some of my intentions. And if you go to the accompanying blog post for this uh, episode, it's linked in the show notes, um, you'll see a list of journal questions so that you can refer to those and kind of just kind of go inward. So we're going to talk about that. I'm also going to list a, um, give you a list of potential comforts um, to let go of um, if that is something that you feel called to do. And just to help you get thinking about ways to sacrifice for the Lord this season. And, and um, that's kind of different than the usual things that we hear people give up like alcohol or meat or sweets or, you know, pausing your Netflix subscription, those kinds of things can all be really great. But I think sometimes we can just um, choose the same thing every year. And so I want to talk a little bit more about how to make what you choose to give up, um, if you choose to do so, um, something that just feels really good and meaningful to you. And then I want to share a few cautions and ways that we can go wrong when we're deciding what to give up and how we can easily course correct. And then the last thing is that sometimes we're just not in a place where we can or are um, able to give anything up for Lent, or maybe it just feels like from the Lord that like you're good, you're already, um, you have enough on your plate, you don't have to do this too. (laughs) Sometimes that can happen. And so I just want to offer a simple prayer that you can meditate on, memorize, and that can take you through and just kind of have that posture of um, praying without ceasing with this really sweet little prayer that will just be such a blessing. And I know that that's something that I'm working with and I really love it so much. So I just want to pass it along to you. So those are the things we're going to talk about today, and I'm really excited. So let's get going. So first, let's talk about intentions, right? I think it can be really helpful for us to set aside some time to have some questions in our mind about, okay, what is my actual intention for Lent this year? And I think it's a really helpful thing to do. Like, for example, having an intention for Lent helps you to focus down and be really specific instead of feeling spread really wide. And what does that lead to usually? Feeling overwhelmed, feeling like we're not doing it good enough, feeling like we're making mistakes or, you know, just feeling really challenged. And then we're, we're really kind of being 
pulled away from the truest intention of Lent, which is to sacrifice something so that we come closer to the Lord, not farther away. And so this just kind of reminds me of what I have done for years and years with life coaching clients. And um, the very first thing that we do in a session is we set an intention. And I'll ask things like, what's the reason that you're here today? Or what's the purpose that brought you in for this extra support? And it really helps the client to get beneath the surface um, a bit and think, okay, how can I use this time really purposely um, to get the most out of it? And so that's the first thing that we want to do. Like we need to start to think, okay, what is my intention for Lent this year? Why is this important to me? Um, What am I trying to learn or experience or cultivate? Um, Is my focus really on the Lord and really wanting to get closer with him? You know, what are some of the things that... Um, I'm doing this for in the first place, right? Because we don't want to do things just because everyone else is doing them or the church is suggesting that we, you know, um, experience Lent and do these things, right? Depending on what we're being taught, all these things, right? So here, the, the full list of the journal prompts are on the blog post linked in the show notes. But I want to just share a few of them here in case you want to jot them down and really just take one and bring it to prayer or bring it to journal and just spend some time with it. So the first thing is, why is Lent important to me? I think that that's a really big one. Another one would be, what do I have the mental, spiritual, and physical strength to actually focus on this Lent? Another is, what are some initial ideas of things I could let go of during Lent? And then you could make a list. And then which of these do I know I could commit to for the entirety of Lent so that it feels really intentional and focused and important to me, right? Um, There are a few I'm skipping. Um, The last one I want to just share real quick is, how can my desire to honor the Lord be represented by a few personal sacrifices that feel meaningful to me? And what would that look like? So just go over to that blog post and you can see the full list. And if you're feeling like I have no idea what to let go of, um, but I want to make this time intentional and and bring me in closer to my relationship with God, then that's, you know, your heart is already in that that good place, right? And so I hope that these, um, you'll just spend some time in in questioning and um, praying and getting some answers from the Holy Spirit um, when it comes to this area because setting intentions is so important and it really does help to kind of form the space of what um, what we're ultimately creating during this season. This year for Lent, I am doing a number of things and um, I have like a whole process of what my Lenten plan generally looks like. And I want to share that really quickly with you. So um, generally speaking, I do four things. One is that I create a sort of Lenten reading list. um, And that's usually between like three and five books, all in varying themes of things that I'm interested in or the Holy Spirit is kind of like leading me towards wanting to deepen with. And that feels really special. Um, At this time, I don't really read other books um, but I just really focus on these books that I've created for for Lent and, and my like kind of focused time. The second thing is that I'll choose one Bible study. This year I'm choosing the Well-Watered Women's um, Bible study on Fruit of the Spirit. Um, 
full disclosure, I am behind on it, <laughs> but um, I'm hoping to catch myself up. Uh, I tend to struggle when it's like start, stop, like hard start, stop. So um, I'm working on getting caught up on that this week. <laughs> um, the third thing that I focus on is I pick one spiritual discipline that I want to be more consistent with. Um, this is always really hard for me to choose because I love them all, but this year I'm focusing on prayer. And through my journey in the new age where I had um, a close relationship with the Blessed Mother, um, I am now healing that relationship and coming into correct relationship so that it's not from um, like a new age, uh, dark, demonic <laughs> place, but it's um, from a very healed and repentant place. I am um, working through praying the rosary again, and that feels really uh, good for me. Um, I've been learning so much about the misconceptions about this, and it's just been very much a blessing to my heart um, to be able to bring uh, Mother Mary back into my life. And so I'm going slow with it and being curious and making sure that I'm, you know, praying and being discerning with the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit speaking to me through this. And so what I'm doing is I'm focusing on the mysteries of the rosary and I am um, most days I am offering up my prayers during the rosary time um, for someone in my life who really just needs prayers. So, um, and then it could be like people in my life who are unbelievers, people who um, are just going through a hard time, people who are grieving, just like a lot of stuff going on in my relational world where people just need a lot of prayer. And so I'm putting that into my time with the rosary. And lastly, what I'm doing is I am choosing to let go of something. So that's kind of like what we're talking about here, right? This year, I'm choosing to let go of comforts, like things that are comforts to me. And we're going to talk about that more. But this really just includes like a number of things. It's it's not like letting go of one main thing, but a number of smaller things. And so it's just really helping me to be really focused and really intentional about what I do, what I say, um, who I surround myself with, what um, what I'm like kind of taking in with like music, TV, you know, like all of like the sensory overload kind of stuff that we're just kind of like bombarded with. It's just making me feel like I'm really in a place of, okay, this is really intentional time, Eliza. This is a season of Lent that you're focusing on like letting go of things. And honestly, it feels really good. It feels really um, sweet to be in this place. So um, yeah, so I do a number of things for Lent because it helps me to be more in touch with all the Lord has done for me on the cross. It helps me be more reverential and aware um, this time of year where I can forgo certain things. It's just that time of year where um, I kind of like build it into my year that I know during Lent I let go of things, things I might enjoy, things that are non-necessities, right? Um, this is a season in that liturgical year where we can be more drawn in and pulled back. I can be more plain. I can be more mindful. I can be more conservative. I can be more practical. I can be more grateful for all that we do get to, to enjoy, like all the rest of the times of the year, right? And, um, you know, like we're looking forward to something and that's Easter, that's the resurrection. And so during this time, it can be more um, quiet and inward and 
<clears throat> just kind of like listening. And um, I don't know about you. I would love to know. <laughs> Let me know. Send me a message if this is you. But um, Lent just seems to be um, a time where I really feel like the Lord presses in on me and I learn at a more rapid pace with the Holy Spirit than maybe other times of the year. Um, and so it's like a quickening and it's, it's not a pressure, but it's just like, there is this kind of momentum that the Lord, um, kind of moves me through at this time of year. And that's for sure. It happened last year. It happened the year before that. It's happening again this year. Um, things that I did not expect um, that I'm not sharing yet, but I will for sure, it'll definitely be a part of my story here. Um, I don't know. It's just so wild, the things that he is, you know, moving me into. Um, and I feel really grateful you know, but I think that's one of the things that um, I love about this time of year is that we can set aside this time to just be, you know, really um, focused and intentional with the Lord, um, you know, honoring that freedom that Christ has given us, right? That it's such a grace, it's such a gift, such a blessing, and that we can, um, that he has things that he wants to to move through us and and ways that he wants us to change, the ways he wants us to grow. He doesn't want us to stay the same. He doesn't want us to, you know, keep in that same pocket of like, okay, you're saved. Now you just, you just sit here for the rest of your life and you just, you know, keep that momentum. You know, like you keep just homeostasis, right? <laughs> he wants you, he wants you to be growing and expanding and, um, like leaning in more to him. And I really feel like Lent is a time where I experience that very much so. So what are some examples of comforts that we could let go of? So I'm going to give you a full list of things that you could explore. Um, again, like you could pick one, you could, um, you know, pick do like a little grouping like I'm doing. Okay. And so here are some of them. So only buying necessities and letting go of kind of like indulgent purchases and comforts is number one. Um, no sweets, candy, sugar, or foods that feel like celebratory. So that's, that's a big one. Um, I think, um, this one just tends to be something that I do every year. Um, and, um, it's just like one of the areas, but not the main focus for me. Um, so that's one. Being minimal with the clothes that we wear, makeup, jewelry. Um, I'm putting away my prettiest clothes for after Easter. I'm also wearing more neutrals and I am not wearing like bright or happier colors until Lent is over. Um, and I think that that feels really nice. Um, not saying like, I think that that can be something that can be really helpful for women. Um, you know, it could be like, you know, choosing not to paint your nails or painting your nails neutral colors, things like that. And, you know, we might think like, oh, what is that even doing for the Lord? But I think it's it's really truly from our posture of letting go of these 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 small joys and these comforts that we have that make us feel pretty or happy um, as a way to, to just, um, you know, come back to like a more pure and holy place, um, like stripping it all away, you know? And so that's something that I am exploring. Um, 
protecting your eye and ear gates from movies, TV, secular music. I think that this is really, for me, this is hard because Chris loves TV. And so we're always watching something on Netflix or whatever. And I'm just really starting to notice how much uh, blasphemies there are in TV shows. Uh, I think recently he was re-watching um, Suits and they say the blasphemy against the Lord's name literally like every other word i just could not stand it i had to leave the room i was like i don't know how you're listening to this this is horrible so <laughs> that's something that i really think about um during this time is things that are just like if we were sitting watching tv with the lord would we be like shocked and embarrassed about what we're watching in his presence because um you know some of those things are just like maybe we shouldn't maybe we should be thinking and and doing better especially during lent of what we're kind of taking in in terms of those things i'm also fasting on friday so um i think well i'm mostly not drinking coffee on fridays only meat i only eat one meal a day the i'm abstaining from meat those kinds of things obviously this is very um specific towards you personally and your health needs so definitely make sure you're taking care of yourself of what would work best for you um i'm also focusing on prayer and repentance i think this is a really good um like if you can only focus on one thing prayer and repentance would be beautiful maybe even exploring prayer examine something like that you can ask the lord to reveal to you the places where you need to repent and you just focus on being obedient and com- and just committed to deepening your trust in Jesus at this time. I think that's beautiful. And then lastly, I'm just slowing down and being less in a rush. Um, I was kind of, I think I was on YouTube and I was scrolling through some of the things that people were saying that they were letting go of. And this is where I found this idea. And it, and it's, um, that anytime I'm driving and there's like a merge, I let all the people go through or like I'm just not in a rush when driving. I'm letting people cross the street when it's inconvenient for me, right, to slow down or stop. I'm letting someone go ahead of me in the grocery line. I'm smiling. I'm making eye contact with like my cashier or my store greeters, right, or, um, or you know, kind of like waving and being kind to the, the you know, when you're um, letting your kid off at the line at school and, you know, not panicking, not being in such a rush and letting people in, letting people go, um, giving people that, (laughs) that momentary, like, place of, uh, like, nervous system rest, (laughs) because we all tend to, like, freak out when we feel like we're, we're holding someone up, right? And so, I'm really being intentional and how I can ask people about their days and really make, you know, eye contact and listen more closely. Those kinds of things are really being important to me right now. So those are just kind of some of the um, things that we could think about with daily comforts. There are other things, too, that I want to mention. They kind of go along with the things I've already mentioned, but I just want to kind of bring that back around that maybe you decide to stop ordering takeout during Lent and you make meals at home. And what if you decided to double the recipe and then you give the double the other portion 
to your church's meal service. Or you're really super mindful of like that extra money that you would spend on Amazon this month or over these next few weeks, and you would tithe that money instead. I think that there's just something about being intentional and more open-hearted, more um, of service, more um, from like a loving place at this time during Lent um, that we that can really go a long way, you know, with um, what we, you know, how we're sacrificing and how we're offering our lives up to the Lord. Okay, now there's also something that I want to say that's like kind of like a warning. And I see this, I'm seeing this more and more. And and that's that we don't give up sins for Lent. And I think that this is kind of something that we can get, you know, caught up in or like. So I just want to talk about this for a second because I think this is something that we should be really mindful of. Um, wanting to give up, let's just say cursing angry outbursts that are leading to broken relationships selfishness laziness leaving work early which technically is stealing company time uh telling lies you name it right whatever the sin might be right these are sins right and we don't give up sins for lent but what we can do is that we can make an intention and we can make prayerful attempts to bring this to repentance with the lord during this time and he can absolutely show you where the root of this is and help you to heal these behaviors i think that that's just really important to kind of um be in a posture of being really aware of our sin um because none of us is free from that. We're all doing something that's out of alignment with God. And so thank goodness we have this opportunity to repent and receive complete forgiveness, right? And so um, I think that Lent can be a time where we can be really open and honest with God in our prayers and our quiet time um, where we can really look at what our sin is. I also love... Um, I love to, in my prayer time also, ask the Lord, like, show me the places where I have unrepentant sin. And, um, you know, it might not happen in that moment in prayer. Sometimes it does so that I can repent right there. But other times he'll just show me my icky character or the way that I'm slipping up or the way I'm being a jerk. Um In like throughout my day or throughout the week, whatever it is. <clears throat> And then that gives me the opportunity of like, okay, Lord, yeah, I totally see that. Okay, I am repenting for that. Um, I'm spending time, you know, uh, asking for your forgiveness with this. Help me to grow and be better. But yeah, so I think like overall for Lent that that's a great idea, but um, not for us to make Lent the opportunity where we're like, oh, I'm giving up cursing for Lent. And I'm like, well, actually, maybe you should just like give that up permanently. And, <laughs> you know, from, uh, you know, because that's just going to help you to come closer in your relationship with God ultimately um, because he loves you. And the word says that, you know, something, you know, like sins are not great and it brings us farther away from him. And, um, but Lent is also an opportunity where we can just be more honest with ourselves about it and how we can grow um, as we heal these areas, right? And lastly, I just want to speak to really quick um, this idea uh, that can kind of pop up with Lent is feeling like whatever you decide to let go of, you have to be perfect with it. 
We have to just keep reminding ourselves, especially for the perfectionists, that perfection is not a thing. There is only one person who is ever perfect, and that's Jesus Christ. And so, yes, like he's a good um, visual reminder of how to live and how to walk in goodness, right? But we are going to sin. We're going to make mistakes, and that's okay. Um, I would say that... Um, Whatever you decide to give up for Lent, it just make sure that it's, you're doing it from a good place, right? A wholehearted dedication to the Lord. But this does not mean that you are a mess up or a failure um, if you don't do it 100%, right? Um, I heard someone say recently that if you, whatever you give up for Lent, if you do it 100% and you do it perfectly and it's all great, then maybe you didn't. Um, pick something that was sacrificial enough. And I think there's something to that. And I think because there's something about um, whatever we decide to give up, right? Um, whether it's one thing or it's a series of things, um, that when we have this opportunity to say, oh, Lord, I failed, I messed up, I didn't do this perfect, I'm coming to you, um, that gives us the opportunity, right? to be closer with God, to be more relatable, you know, in God's eyes of understanding like that we're not, that we are accepting our faults, right? He's allowing us to be uh, relational in that moment with him, come closer to him for him. Obviously, he knows us. He knows what we think, what we do. He knows, he hears every prayer, all these things, right? But there's something to Jesus wanting us to come to him and say, Lord, I made a mistake. Lord, I messed up. Lord, I wish I had been 100 on this and I'm more like 90% or whatever the case may be. Maybe sometimes it's 70%. Sometimes it's 30%, right? And so it just allows us to bring our humanity and our faults and our mess ups to the Lord for comfort and for healing and for him uh, to give us moments of clarity and insight about why we might be, you know, struggling or whatever the case might be. So another alternative even is to find something that's more like the middle ground, something that's not so, so hard that you're going to mess up every day, right? Because that's not going to do much for your confidence, <laughs> right? Um, but then something, but also not choosing something that's so easy and you could do it in your sleep and it doesn't feel like a sacrifice at all. And at the end of Lent, you really didn't lean into Jesus and you didn't learn much, right? So just really being mindful of when you're deciding for yourself what you're going to sacrifice and let go of and um, make sure that you are in a conversation with the Lord about it. Maybe he has some insights for you. Maybe you're asking too much of yourself in a in a busier time of your life. Maybe you're not asking enough so that you'll be more leaning on you, your own kind of like pride and like, oh yeah, I'm doing so great. I could do this versus leaning on the Lord in those times where you could really be building up your relationship with him. Another thing to think about before I share the prayer with you that you could easily memorize and just take with you so that you're kind of praying without ceasing is that whatever it is that you give up, right? Um, whatever it is you decide, that's perfect for you. You know, it, you feel like it's really going to, there, there's a reason behind it. And the reason only matters between you and God, right? So you could do something like, I, I don't want to comfort myself with sweets. 
you, Lord, are my comfort. I don't want to comfort myself with looking pretty or feeling good about my the way I look in the mirror. You, Lord, are my comfort. I don't want to comfort myself with shopping. You, Lord, are my comfort. So when you're feeling whatever it is, those are just like some, you know, easy kind of things that sometimes people will give up. And that's wonderful. Not saying easy like it's easy, but um, uh, easy meaning like they're um, more uh, more popular, I want to say. Um, but what I do want to say about that is that we can use a phrase like that Um, like putting in what it is that we're struggling with. And then at the end, we say, you, Lord, are my comfort. You, Lord, are who I am seeking. Your face is what I'm looking for. And I want to keep my eye and my gaze and my actions and my focus aligned to you. So that's something that I think could be really lovely. Um, Okay. And then the last thing I want to say is that giving up something for Lent might not be for everyone. It might be that you're in a really busy time of life. Um, You might be a new mom. You might be caring for a sick uh, family member. You might just be very busy at work and just very overwhelmed and putting anything else will just feel like such a pressure for you. And so I want to recognize that and help you to remind yourself that like you don't have to you don't have to do Lent. Lent is a suggestion. It's optional. It's not something all um, people uh, recognize or celebrate. Um, And so something to think about if you're in a place where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to give anything up. It's already, you know, like we're already a few days in. Um, I don't know if I should jump in on this. And that's totally okay. Totally fine. Right. What I would suggest is that um, you find a short something to memorize and to pray without ceasing throughout your day. So just the name of Jesus alone, you could have on your lips and just be constantly calling out to the Lord um, during this time. But um, one of the prayers that I have really been enjoying is the Eastern prayer of the heart. It's also called the Jesus prayer sometimes, and it's this. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And you just memorize that. I have it written on post-its all over, (laughs) but I have it um, memorized, and I'm just saying that again and again and again um, all throughout this Lent season. And um, yeah, I'm having a good relationship with it. So Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Sometimes I'll just say, Christ, have mercy on me, or something like, I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Just like these can be really simple, simple, simple prayers. We don't have to go big. We don't have to go huge with anything. Um, Nothing is like required, right? Um, It's more if you feel like you have the space and you want to um, go deeper during a time of the year where the focus is on all Jesus has done for us for, you know, 
the sacrifice, the love, the devotion that he had for humanity, has for humanity. And so, um, yeah, so those are the things I wanted to share with you today. I hope that this episode has been really helpful for you. I would love to hear from you. So send me an email anytime, info at elizacc.com. And um, I would love to work with you. So if you are um, looking for some support and accountability, maybe you have some things that you're going through or you're just having a more kind of challenging time right now, please reach out. Um, I would recommend a presence session. It's only $45 and it's a good place to start um, to see if coaching would be a really beautiful step for you. So I would love to work with you if that is something that your heart is calling out to you. Just pray about it. Um, Reach out to me with any questions and I will see you next week for another episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd be so grateful if you take a few seconds, hop over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and leave a review if you've enjoyed these episodes. And it'd be so fun to just keep connected with you, hear your suggestions of things you'd like me to cover in the future episodes. And you can do that through DM on our new Instagram page at likethedove, or you can email me info at elizacc.com. Don't forget, we have a really amazing freebie for you in the show notes called the New Believer Resource Library. It's full to the brim with book recommendations, Bibles I use and love, and all kinds of links and support for your walk with God. I hope it helps you. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode.